Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Friday, October 21st. Footloose Worship. Today's scripture reading is found in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 12 through 16 from the Message Translation, which reads, It was reported to King David that God had prospered Obed-Edom and his entire household because of the Ark of God. So David thought, I'll get that blessing for myself, and went and brought up the Ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David, celebrating extravagantly all the way with frequent sacrifices of choice bulls. David, ceremonially dressed in priest linen, danced with great abandon before God. The whole country was with him as he accompanied the Ark of God with shouts and trumpet blasts. Yovel, Yovel, Yovel. Okay, I just added that part just for dramatic effect there. But as the Ark of God came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, happened to be looking out a window. And when she saw King David leaping and dancing before God, her heart filled with scorn. This is God's word. David invented Footloose. Not Kevin Bacon, nor Kenny Loggins. I am, of course, referring to the classic 1984 film Footloose. Okay, that's actually hilarious. When I first typed Footloose... It came out as footless. Yeah, I suppose that's how worship is normally expressed in many of our religious settings. Footless worship. Not due to amputation, but to self-imposed limitation that reduces worship to our headspace. With mind engaged and tongue employed, maybe, but the rest of the body appropriately sedated and neutralized. Ah, but worship moves. Worship is an embodied, bodily experience. Worship is not merely logikos, pertaining to reason, but somatikos, pertaining to these corporeal organisms we know as bodies. In fact, the basic Greek word translated worship some 60 times in our New Testaments pictures not an act of mental ascribing of worship as our body retains its composure, though we might allow a nod of the head. Once again, a sympathetic movement. Rather, it implies the bodily act of full prostration on the ground, kissing said ground, or kissing the feet of the one before whom you've fallen out of reverence or need or supplication. Worship moves dramatically at times. Worship is bodily engagement. What's beautiful about the film Footloose, and I just tried to type footless again, what does it say about me still that footless so much more easily flows through these fingers than footloose? Okay, the amazing thing, the beautiful thing about the film is that the film itself establishes the connective tissue between modern dancing youth being restrained by a religious culture that trusts nothing below the neck, that trust diminishing the further down you go, and that proclaims that if it moves, it's sin, a culture that is ultimately afraid of what may happen when youth actually move, e gads, and dancing King David of old. 
who dealt with his own judgy spectators. Here's the dialogue from the scene when the main character, Rin, that would be Kevin Bacon, addresses the town council that included the town reverend. Wren, addressing the town council, reading from his notes in the Bible, says, From the oldest of times, people danced for a number of reasons. They danced in prayer, or so that their crops would be plentiful, or so their hunt would be good. And they danced to stay physically fit, and to show their community spirit. And they danced to celebrate. And that is the dancing we're talking about. Aren't we told in Psalm 149, Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, let them praise his name and the dance? And wasn't it King David, King David, who we read about in Samuel? And what did David do? What did David do? He's paging frantically through the Bible to find it. What did David do? Audience laughs. David danced before the Lord with all of his might, leaping and dancing before the Lord. He smacks the table in front of Reverend Moore, leaping and dancing. And then he stands up straight and he concludes, Ecclesiastes assures us that there is a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to laugh and a time to weep, a time to mourn, and there is a time to dance. And there was a time for this law, but not anymore. See, this is our time to dance. It is our way of celebrating life. It's the way it was in the beginning. It's the way it has always been. And it's the way it should be now. End of bacon. Start of dance. Because this is our time to dance. This is our time to celebrate life the way it was in the beginning, the way it's always been, the way it should be now. As you pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder. How self-conscious are you about moving? Hey, we're not even talking about dancing, just moving in worship. Why? Why are we so self-conscious? Where does that come from? And what rhythms of worship with the Lord have you move freely through this day, in this moment? Lord, you are God over all the earth, and to you all flesh will come. Let us come to you. Let us come to worship. Let us worship you, yea, even with dancing and leaping in a tunic at the appointed hour and in the spontaneous moment, in the company of others and in the solitude of lonely places, in ways loud and expressive, in ways quiet and unspoken, in ornate sanctuary and in the checkout line at Walmart, in the quiet of the early morning and dawn's first light, and in the chaotic din of midday, in the calm of solemn assembly, and in the chaotic upheavals of the nursery. In all these ways and more, let us worship you, filled with divine breath, saturated with the deepening reality of you. Through your Spirit, with, upon, and in us, 
Amen.